You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle, everyone, and welcome back. This is Boom Tracker, your home for Auburn recruiting news, updates, and more. Um, we're back. It's 2021, and uh, we took a little little hiatus, a little, little break from the show. A lot of uh, life events and, and different things going on with Myself in Dallas, so I'm back. Um, I'm going to try to take a little different approach to some of the next handful of shows that we do. Um, I guess you can consider this a challenge um, or more of an invitation, but um, I'd like to hear some of the guests. I'd like to have you know someone come on the show and talk recruiting with me and, and see what we can do, see, see if there's any questions that we can hammer out. Um, I'm not... I'm not an expert by any means, but I, I definitely have a pretty good viewpoint on things. And I think that, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be nice and refreshing to get some of the viewers, some of the guests out there, um, a, a little exposure and, and, you know, come on the show and, and talk some recruiting with me. So today's show, um, let's see, it is beginning of the year, 2021, January 3rd right now, um, time of recording. And a lot has happened in Auburn athletics since our last show. Um, couple, a couple of really big things. Probably the biggest thing is um, the firing of Gus Malzahn and the hiring of Brian Harson, the new head coach. Um, Auburn basketball has also um, got a self-imposed postseason ban, so we won't be playing in the postseason this year. Uh, Sharif Cooper has still not played this year. He's been warming up with the team and practicing with the team, but he's still not on the court. Um, that's something that I've already lost enough sleep trying to keep up with Sharif, and now I'm, you know, losing sleep over if he's going to be ruled eligible to play or not. And so um, there's a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say drama, but definitely some, um, you know, some, some pressure on the basketball team right now with just, uh, you know, everything we've got going on. I will say, though, uh, the freshmen and even some of the sophomores, I mean, basically the, the whole team is freshman, sophomore, but I've been really impressed with some of the freshman basketball players. Justin Powell has been looking phenomenal. And then JT Thor, I, I think the two of them are, I mean, they are the catalyst to a really bright future over the next few years with Auburn. Um, those two guys are really exciting. Justin Powell can shoot lights out. I think that if our offense kind of, um, you know, if Sharif is able to return, I think that our offense with him as a scorer predominantly rather than a facilitator, I think that he is, um, you know, a huge threat. And as this team grows and, and learns from, from mistakes and just gains that experience and goes through those high pressure situations together, I think that, I think we're going to see this team come along, come along together pretty nicely here, um, in the early spring. And, and, uh, it's unfortunate we won't be able to play in the postseason, but, I think this team definitely has the potential and the talent to make some noise and 
um, you know, have, still have a successful season. So there is the Sharif Cooper um, update 2.0 going on right now. It's still de- to be determined whether or not he'll play. So um, that's kind of the quick 411 on the basketball team. We do have um, a, a pretty good, a, a really good, excuse me, a, a pretty highly rated recruit um, on the basketball side pretty recently. Um, and that is going to be Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith out of Sandy Creek. He's a five-star guy. He's number five player in the country in the class of 2021. Uh, this dude's special, 6'10", 210 pounds. He's got the bo- He's got an NBA body right now. He's, uh, I mean, one of the top recruits. This is a guy who I'm really hoping doesn't take the G League approach like we've seen recently with some of our um, highly touted prospects. But uh, Jabari Smith is someone to be excited about. I have had a couple people reach out to me and ask if he is going to um, reclassify to the 2020 class and, and be eligible to play this year. I have not heard anything about that um, regarding Jabari. I haven't heard anything indicating that that's the direction he'll go. So I don't see that happening. I don't see him playing. You know, I mean, that would that would end up taking place over the next few weeks. Um, so I don't see that happening, definitely. Um, Trey Alexander, another guy who's committed. Jabari is signed, so he signed in uh, December. And Trey Alexander out of Oklahoma City, uh, another four-star guy, top 100 player in the country. Uh, these these two guys are, are awesome. Like, I think they'd be great um, additions to what we have going on, you know, kind of a supplement to the offense that we have right now. And um, bright things for Auburn basketball. Again, a little setback with the postseason this year, but it's 2021. We all went through 2020. I'm I'm pretty much chalking up anything going on right now as a it doesn't really it, there's an asterisk by everything. So you know what? If we don't make the you know we don't play in the postseason this year, I don't think it's as big of a deal as it would be going into the future in the next few years when things kind of get back to normal as far as competition play goes and whatnot. So. Um, I guess if any year for us to have a postseason man, I, I guess this is the year to do it. We're kind of rebuilding. Um, it, it just seems to that it's it just seems like it's not that bad of a situation right now for us. So um, it is what it is. Uh, so that's kind of the state of Auburn basketball. Auburn recruiting uh, top thirty team right now in the rankings. I think we're sitting at around thirty two. So. Um, respectable i think there's there's still going to be some news to be had in that field but um auburn basketball seems to be in a pretty good spot all around i think everyone's really excited about bruce pearl everyone's just really excited and positive about the outlook of the program so when we get to the other side of it when we start talking about football um it seems to be that we're we're not quite on the same page we're definitely not collectively uh, very optimistic or positive about the program. I've seen, I mean, I've seen and I've heard so many different viewpoints as far as Malzahn and um, how the hiring process went and how we're going to lose recruits. And, um, you know, just you could go on for days about the negativity that, that I've been hearing. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners, I'm sure you guys have been hearing the same things where you get into, a, you know, you're on Facebook looking at, at message boards and whatnot. And, you get to a point where you're like, you know, what? I don't know which side of the table I'm on. I don't know, like, are we doing the right thing? Are we not? Like, did we make a mistake? 
I guess what I want to say, I guess my kind of uh, look at it as far as the football program goes and kind of where we're going is, you know, we, we made a decision. We have to get on board with what we're doing. Like I, I, I wish that there was a, um, I, you know, I want to say I wish that there was like a do-over button and we could kind of redo how the last few weeks played out. But um, to me, like it's, you know, it's, it's filled milk. Like there's no, it, you know, Malzahn's gone. I loved him. I thought he was great for Auburn. I, you know, obviously a great person, great coach. He was able to do tremendous things at Auburn, but there, there was a lot of dissension amongst the fan base every week, every year going into the season. It was like, well, you know, this could be a year, you know, there's half the fan base where it's like, Hey, this could be a year where we run the table, go 15 and 0 and, you know, we turn out a top three recruiting class and, you know, we've got all these guys drafted in the first round and second round of the NFL draft. And then there's another half of the fan base who's like, well, we're going to go five and seven to seven and five and, you know, play in a low tier bowl game. And, you know, that's just that's just who we are. That's who we've decided that we can be. You know, so like anywhere you look, you're going to see both sides of it. We're just there's a ton of negativity and, you know, hopefully enough positivity to kind of outweigh that at times. But it is what it is. You know, we've we've gone on. We've made a decision. I thought that the way the hiring process turned out, it was it, it seemed to be getting a little cartoonish, almost comedic. Like every day it seemed like we were, you know, kind of like the Tennessee situation a few years back where it just seemed like every day there was a new like groundbreaking low that we kept hitting with, you know, striking out on on uh, hiring choices and um, I wasn't too big on crystal ball and seeing the way that Oregon has played last night, like not very impressed at all. Um, offense didn't convert a third down the entire game. So that's not to say that he wouldn't have success at Auburn. Anyway, I just don't think he was the greatest decision. Um, Lane Kiffin, I thought Lane Kiffin would have been really exciting. I thought that, you know, he would be different from a traditional, you know, Auburn head coach. I think that he would be a lot different I think that would excite a lot of people and um, potentially kind of bring people together. But there was obviously some some baggage when it came to Lane Kiffin. And so um, for whatever reason, we didn't go that route either. There were some other names that were thrown out. I mean, there were a dozen names that were thrown out and none of them really seemed like a home run hire. You know, none of them seemed to me like it was a, it was going to be someone who every year, whether we have a loss or two or even three, we're still, you know, in consideration for the college football playoff, like I feel like almost every year it was, you know, Auburn's the highest ranked one loss team. Auburn's the highest ranked two loss team. Could this be the year that a two loss team or potentially a three loss team? And they're always talking about Auburn. Um, I don't, it didn't seem like there was someone out there who was going to put us in that same, that same spot each year. You know, um, I, I wish things would have turned out better with Gus. I really do. Um, you know, I think anyone talking about Auburn sports is is just kind of a topic that, that's going to get brought up over the next however long. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. 
Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcast, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Name that just came completely out of nowhere to me. Um, a buddy of mine, Georgia fan, texted me. I was eating dinner, and he said, what do you think about the new coach? And I look at my phone, and I'm like, you know what? It's dinner time. I'm going to respect that. I'm going to put my phone down for about 10, 15 minutes, and I'm going to find out what happened because I had no idea who we were zeroed in on. I had no idea at all. So um, I look it up, Brian Harson, And I was my initial response was uh, surprise but also that he's a winner. Like that's my, that's the first thing I thought he's a winner. You know, Boise State has, uh, it's kind of transitioned into the the part of the show that gets into recruiting here. But um, Boise State is a team that is historically known for doing more with less. Um, So looking into Boise State recruiting classes since Harson has been there, um, you know, while still pumping out eight to 10 victories a year, like he's had a, a ton of success there, won a ton of games. He's a winner. Um, you know, but looking at the recruiting classes, it's like, it's definitely the part of about, about Brian Harson that makes me wonder, like how, what is, what is the ceiling with this team? Is the ceiling a, an 11 and one, you know, championship team that can sneak into the playoffs or, you know, potentially run the table and get to the playoffs. I don't know because recruiting is the part that's going to set you aside. I mean, Georgia and Alabama are, you know, Clemson and Ohio State too are in the, you know, preseason and, and throughout the season they're in the talks about, you know, this is the team that is going to, you know, run the table and get in the playoffs, potentially win a national championship, and that's due to the fact that they are able to recruit at such a high level and they're just constantly constantly pumping out uh, all, all Americans and first round draft picks. And so when you're able to do that and you've got, um, you know, a guy on the bench who's waiting to come in to give a guy a break or an injury happens and, and you got, you got a guy coming off the bench who is, you know, just a year or two away from being drafted and playing in the NFL, it makes having that success a lot more realistic. And so that's obviously what's going to set teams apart is, is recruiting, uh, you know, talent. That's that's a huge part of it. Um, so can Brian Harson recruit at a high enough level to compete at that level? I don't know. All the recruiting classes that he had, it was actually kind of I don't know. It, it kind of stuck out to me, stood out to me. But every recruiting class that he had was between it, it was mid fifties to mid sixties, never lower, never higher, always mid fifties, mid sixties in, in the you know rank. Uh, commitment ranking rankings of, of you know 130 teams so um, just middle of the pack always a winner though his team's always won so um, he has had some 
I mean, Boise State's a school. Let's just put it into comparison. You know, you look at Auburn's um, commitment list right now, and I want to say there's four, five, four or five four stars, and then um, what, seven or eight three stars. And then you look at Boise State over the last seven years with Brian Harson there. I, I believe it's seven. Um, you know, only only a handful of four star recruits. Never a five star. Never never recruited. Never committed. Had, you know, never signed a, a five-star. Um, he, I, I mean, even getting a four-star, it's, you're going to get maybe one or two. So um, that would, that would be what I would consider the drawback with Brian Harson is he doesn't have that track record of being able to land those more talented guys. Now he does have a, a proven track record of developing those guys, um, you know, putting, putting guys into the league um, and, and winning. So, he does have that. I think that's what's. I think that's that's going to kind of balance out a little bit. But we'll see. You know how much. You know if there's a talent gap. Right now, Auburn's 2021 class is sitting like barely in the top 50. Um, bottom. You know, towards the bottom of the SEC, definitely. Uh, we need a we need a shot in the arm in recruiting. We really do. We need some. You know, a big splash commitment. We need. Um, you know, something big and positive to happen on the recruiting trail that really hasn't happened. And, you know, obviously with Gus leaving and stuff like that, you know, there's going to be a ton of turnover with the staff. Like you don't know who's staying. You don't know who's going. Um, Lee Hunter, like, and Demetrius Davis, those are going to be the two guys in this class that we're going to need them to be a recruiter for us. Like those, those are arguably our two best players coming into the 2021 class. And so I, and I think they're two pretty vocal guys that are, able to maybe reach out to some of these commits and be like, Hey, coach Harson's got it going on over here. We're doing big things, you know, come see what we're about. Those two guys right there, like they've, they have got to do that. Like we, we need that shot in the arm. Like it, it's dire for us to have success. Um, So that's kind of the drawback with Harson and recruiting. I would say Um, the positive side though, one thing I do like when, you know, looking through Boise state commits over the last, you know, handful of years is, they recruit Texas and California pretty well. Midwest, they, they've got a pretty good footprint in the Midwest. Um, you know, Auburn has had success recently in Texas, I think a lot in part to Chad Morris being there. Um, and, and I think all indications are that he will be gone. But, um, you know, that connection, that Auburn-Texas connection has been made. And then, you know, he's got a pretty good blueprint of um, how to recruit in Texas. And he's got some good relationships. That's it's been, you know, seen. So uh, I think that's the, maybe the flip side where it's, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't landed these big guys before, but he has been able to go um, into some, some heated areas and be able to uh, win some recruits. So um, that's, that's what I would say is probably going to be like the, the, I guess the evener, you know, that's what, that's what's going to even it out with Brian Harson is being able to go into those places. So um, I, guess, I guess the last thing today that we're going to talk about um, is as much as we need players to commit and sign with us, we equally need to not have any players decommit. Um, players that are signed aren't obviously going to decommit, but this class has had um, some some pretty key decommitments that have really hurt us in, as far as the rankings, but also just in the, in the quality and 
the depth of this class. So Amari, Armani Goodwin, who tore his ACL's junior year, had a really good season this year with Hugh Trustville. Um, you know, he could been, he decommitted right after the Iron Bowl. And uh, so that, that one definitely hurt us. But I think the one that's probably going to hurt us the most, um, Jaden Roberts, teammate of Demetrius Davis, who's, like I said, like he's, he's going to be one of the focal points of this class moving forward. Um, but Jaden Roberts, his teammate, decommitted uh, December 16th. And so he's another guy who, on the offensive line, like, I think he's someone we could really use. I think that there needs to be an emphasis on, obviously, the line with this class and going forward indefinitely, the, the focal point for Auburn needs to be on the line, offensive and defense. But uh, Jaden Roberts is a guy who I think we really need to do everything we can to get him back on board. We lost Caleb Johnson, another um, offensive lineman, top 300 guy um, out of Florida. But, yeah, so th- we definitely need to hold on to what we've got right now um, with most of the players already being signed. Uh, it looks like we're in good shape to not lose anybody else. Um, you know, there's definitely going to be some open spots, some open uh, scholarships this summer with, you know, who knows who's going to stay, who, who's going to hit the transfer portal. Um, that that That's going to be happening a lot. There's definitely going to be some players in the transfer portal. There are already a bunch of reports of um, current players heading to the NFL draft. Um, so we're going to be losing a lot. There's going to be some scholarships open. So this class isn't done. We've definitely still got some work to do. I would say at least a I mean, probably like a dozen more signees that we need in this class to to be able to, you know, kind of replenish our roster. Um, the thing with that is that, yes, there are a lot of spots that we have, a lot of scholarships that we are still able to offer and fulfill, but there are not a lot of big names out there. So maybe with this hire, maybe things will shake up and we'll be able to kind of reset the jets with some of our, um, you know, the development that we've had with some of these guys and, and, and get him on board. So I'm all, you know, I'm all in on Brian Harson. I think that he's going to be, I think he's going to be, I hope that the show didn't make him seem like I don't like him at all. I, I think there's going to be some obstacles. Absolutely. And there'll probably be some adversity that he's going to go through, but I wish him the best. I want him to succeed. I want him to win coach of the year and win a national championship every year. And, um, you know, that's my hope. So that's where I'm at. I'm always, um, you know, I'm, I've always got that, that thought process that we have the right people in place to find a way to win. If it's in basketball, baseball, football, track, gymnastics, equestrian, we're going to find a way because we're Auburn. So that's kind of, uh, that's the show today, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, again, I do want to hear, I want someone to reach out. I want someone to come on the show, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, a whole show, whatever. Uh, let's talk some recruiting and, Until then, guys, uh, I'll see you probably next week, another show, and War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?